Hey listeners, it's Josh. Thanks for tuning into our new show, The Periscope. We, we really appreciate it as we try to grow and bring you more content in the coming year. Just want to let you know that I did a little bit of an oopsie and I actually switched up the names of the shows we're doing and I threw out the interview with Seppi called this The Torpedo and that's what he kind of called it to instead. So I switched them up. This is actually The Periscope. So anytime I say this is The Torpedo, know that I'm actually talking about The Periscope this won't happen again. I appreciate your patience. Now, what you've been waiting for, please enjoy the first episode of The Periscope. Welcome to The Periscope the show where we take a closer look at crowdfunding projects. Join us as we talk with guests about why you should back their future board games today. Here are your hosts. Listeners, welcome to The Torpedo. We have been teasing this project all month on our socials. This is the new show that me and Andrew are trying out to see if we can bring you more content, more tabletop goodness, and honestly, just a way for us to interact with you more. Andrew's not here today. I'm doing this solo. But today on the Torpedo, I have a guest. His name is Seppi Yoon. He is the designer and the, I guess the CEO or whatever you want to call it, head of Fightbox Games and the designer, lead designer of Conquest Princess Fashion is Power, Seppi Yoon. Seppi, welcome to the show. Yay, Josh. I, I finally arrived. It's only been 10 years of Fight in a Box. Uh, but now I feel like I've hit the pinnacle of media, having gotten to be on okay. tabletop uh, submarine. <laughs> pinnacle of media, I think. Yeah, I, 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 read it and weep, Oprah. We are the, we are the pinnacle of media. Awesome. Well, Seppi, it's really great to have you. We've been trying to get you on for a while now. We have a mutual friend in the hungry gamer, Will Brown, and he has been. Really helping you get this game out here, this Conquest Princess, uh, Fashion is Power. Can you tell me a little more about this game? It's coming to GameFound here soon, and by the time this episode is live, it should be up. But tell me a little bit more about Conquest Princess, Fashion is Power. Well, um, for pure gamer stats, it is a uh, one-to-four-player co-op bag builder game where you play agents of the Temporal Intergalactic Armed Response Agency, or the Tiara. Uh, the game is named after uh, your giant robot, the most powerful weapon for justice in the galaxy, the Conquest Princess. And for folks who aren't familiar with Fight in a Box games, we like ludicrous themes with mind-melting difficulty. We like to try to give ourselves as many barriers to succeed as possible, and we do this by making our themes uh, light speed, but our difficulty dark matter. <laughs> <laughs> What are some of the other games you have in your catalog that are kind of crazy, crazy themes like that? All right. So um, our catalog of games, uh, this will be our sixth title published. Our first one we published ourselves was called Squirrel or Die. It is the first in our small box series. After that, uh, we did End of the Line Post-Apocalyptic Family Survival. It's sort of like, do you remember the old movie The Road? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's like the road, the board game. They hate when they, I say that, but yeah, it's like that's, that. Is. That oh man, that like the road, the board. So is it like that level of like heaviness of emotion then, 
for? Uh, it, you know, I'm a, uh, a Gen Xer and a Cold War kid. Like, <laughs> I realized that being a survivor of things of multiple da- pandemics and, like, end-of-the-world <laughs> scenarios is a thing. Um, it is, you, you get in line with your families and you try to see who can survive the longest. And it's not a take that game like a munchkin. It's a take this game. So it's like uh, trying to survive multiple terrible things where you have that terrible thing happen to yourself first and then everybody else around you. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it is oh, out there. Man. It is really good. Um, it's like we'll probably do a, a second edition for that when we come up to the 10, yeah, 10 year anniversary for that. That's coming up really soon, actually. Um, so that's pretty exciting. After that, we uh, did Processing, which I recommend to a lot of people. It is a social area control game. There's only two uh, games in the social area control ca- category, and that is Four Humors and Processing. You are alien. Uh, aliens have conquered the planet. Um, not one alien, but the confederated alien overlords. For people who are watching this, I just for Josh YMCA'd with my hand the Confederated <laughs> Alien Overlords, um, <laughs> and they have put you to work shoving you in phone booths to sort out the the remainder of humanity and bovanity. And I say that because the aliens do not distinguish between cow and human life forms. <laughs> and probably your most I think I think probably your most well known game is the one I think has the best name out of all of them which is mouse cheese cat cucumber can you talk a little bit about that one yeah mouse cheese it was our last successful project it is the third in the small box series the one before that of course is hedgehog cop um uh mouse cheese cat cucumber is asymmetric um uh hidden rolls maze builder game uh in it the mouse wants to get the cheese uh the cat wants to get the mouse the cheese wants nobody to get gotten. It, of course, is neutral. It is Swiss. And the cucumber is evil <laughs> and wants everybody to uh, destroy each other. Uh, as cucumbers this, do, yeah. Yes, they do. As they do. And if you have not seen the cover for Mouse Cheese Cat Cucumber, you realize it has three covers, that our cucumber is pure evil. Like, Kaiser Cucumber had his own comic uh, strip. Um, it is also the most overproduced $13.50 in gaming. It has, Josh, I always ask people this question, Guess how many pages, like small box size pages, Z size pages, uh, the solo campaign mode is for Mouse Cheese Cat Cucumber? I'm going to say 25. It is 80 pages. Oh my gosh. That was my second guess, actually. It's 80 (laughs) pages. So it has, uh, uh, and it's not only those three solo games, it's also a puzzle. You can assemble the game pieces uh, it, together, and they will tell you the story of what happened the night in question between the mouse, the cheese, the cat, and the cucumber. Um, it also <laughs> has a role-playing game that has 150 pages. Uh, it had a voice act, a, a voice version of the comic book, uh, and it had an art novella. There, <laughs> yeah. and seriously, the art novella we only made 70 of them to prove to everybody that I hate money. Um, and oh, yeah. and uh, there are. Uh, 28 mouster pieces in Mouse Cheese Cat Cucumber. Uh, these are like anthropomorphic version of classic art pieces. You can see all 28 of those in the art novella, plus clues about the relationships between Easter eggs, between the relationships, and there's an entire epistemological short novella that happens in it that is nowhere else to be seen. <laughs> 
man, I love how hard you go into your games, and this is this is a game that you would not expect such lore, but there is lore. Oh my gosh, no, it's so crazy. well done, well no. done, sir. Thank you, Josh. No, like Mouse Cheese Cat Cucumber is fantastic. Uh, um, we're doing a special event at Gen Con this year. Uh, this will probably come out if you guys haven't signed up for it. Our uh, creative director is running a uh, the RPG and will provide character sketches for all of your characters in the four-hour session. So it is like get, an, like, get an art sketch and play in an RPG. I think we only have one or two of those sessions open. They're a little bit more expensive. Obviously, you're getting art, but it is crazy. For the super fans, Mouse Cheese Cat Cucumber, or people who love indie role-playing games, and they want to see what, like the last time I played in one of these, they were a robot minion with a hummingbird feeder uh, as a head. And the cloud of hummingbirds uh, collected with the robot was their, uh, the character. It gets way out there. Like, the theme, it does not stop with the crazy theme. The RPG takes it one step further. Well, cool. Well, we, I would love to see her talk about all of your games. But we're here to talk about Conquest Princess fashion is power so let's go ahead fashion is power so we're gonna get we're gonna get into this i'm gonna ask you the questions also known as the torpedoes and i want to hear your honest answers to them so for you seppi what is conquest princess fashion is power uh it is my magnum opus i've been working on this game is for seven years i have started over nine times I've gone oh, through gosh. two different sets of writing partners. My my writing partner for the first year, uh, after the first version, uh, got to ca- contesting and failed. Uh, it is, uh, I, I did not let it go. I was like, I love this too much. We met, we've got to make it happen. But it is very different than it is now. It is very, but the lore from the first version is actually still in the game. How does it feel now that it's actually here? Is it here yet? Like, we have a cold crowdfund <laughs> coming up. Uh, we are to the next big hurdle, like the pre-launch. It feels uh, scary and amazing. Um, we are a small publishing uh, company, and uh, we really need people's help. But one thing that has majorly helped is Chip Theory awarded us their first annual Industry Champion Award, uh, which said, we think gaming is better for having people like this in it. I don't know why they picked me, but I'm very touched that they did. Uh, and uh, they structured it in a way which is amazing for people who like crowdfunds. They said, hey, this is a, a grant to pay for shipping from across seas. Wow. Uh, which was such a big deal during the pandemic and so forth and whatnot. And so they made it so you're not they're not giving like... Uh, random people money. No, it is uh, you, marginalized voice. Um, you know, I'm BIPOC and gay. Um, uh, you, we think, have worked really hard to make gaming in general better. Uh, we think you're, you should be here, and so and your game should be here, and this is what we're going to do. So why did you design this game? Uh, I have, I'm old. Uh, I don't know if you know this about Asians, Josh. They basically look like uh, I do now. <laughs> I've looked this way since I was 10. And in about two weeks, I will go full avocado. I will shrink to two feet tall and be utterly wrinkled. That is just uh, how life works in, in, in an Asian world. But I've been holding on to these ideas since, like, seeing Star Wars in the theater. <laughs> 
again. Like, and so much. You're yourself, Seppi. Stop I, it. <laughs> I know. Uh, in particular, I've always loved, like, the really out there things. Like, if you've ever seen the movie Barbarella, uh, it will really make you understand why Jane Fonda was, like, uh, like a pinup person and, a, uh, and, and an idol of that generation. But uh, in that story... Uh, she's not only an agent for uh, for the Galactic Republic, she is um, responsible for 13 different in-story costume changes as she tries to fight galactic tyranny. And so I always loved the idea and the core of it. And, you know, Duran Duran gets their name, their band name from this movie. What is this movie? <laughs> oh, it's great. Barbarella, yeah. Like, Barbarella is... Like, it, it affected me. It, as far as one of the things that... Um, but, you know, obviously Sailor Moon, Star Trek, like Easy Cat recently uh, referred to Conquest Princess as uh, Star Trek meets Sailor Moon. And I think that's actually probably pretty fair. That's honestly not a bad comparison whatsoever. So you're in good no. company with that comparison. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what makes it worth backing? What makes it worth backing this game? If you're looking for something that is innovative, uh, this might be it. Um, one of the problems with being original is that it takes a little bit more to get people on board with the uh, mechanics or themes or whatever it is. But this is doing things that uh, is, I think we're going to see in other games later on. <laughs> and not because people are copying me, but because we're all swimming in the same sea of stimulus. Okay. So um, as a co-op bag builder, uh, it is, you're manipulating probability by doing things in the game. That's very, very interesting. So the bag starts with 15 hits. Um, when you shoot a bad guy, that hit leaves the bag and uh, bag, uh, the bag and ends up in, on the board, making the bag less uh, effective. And meanwhile, when you miss or take something terrible happen, um, it doesn't feel as punishing because it's not as much as you just failed your turn, but made everybody else look better. Cool. I'm glad you see that you have that that confidence with the innovations. Lots of people, I think that's actually one fault I see in lots of people with their crowdfunding. They try to be humble. It's like, oh, it's like this. No, I be more confident in your game. Get people excited about it. Because the more excited you are about your game, the more it's going to attract people. I think. I I have low go game designer self esteem. I am literally just quoting what the reviewers got excited about at <laughs> Gamma. Like this is a facade I am doing for you, Josh, because I need to be. I need people to understand that this game is for them. If they've ever thought, I fundamentally believe that everybody gets to sh a good should. I fundamentally believe that everybody should experience a magical girl transformation sometime in their life. <laughs> and in this game, you can do that in the most nerdy, board gamey sort of way. And it is super satisfying. It is part of how you character levels up. It is also um, one of the mechanics that makes the actionometer uh, very, very interesting. So, you know, you've played a pandemic where you move, use an ability, so forth and whatnot. In Conquest Princess, you, co you, of course, can move, you can shoot, and then you can also engage, which means use the ability of the location that you're, you're standing in, okay? Well, when you combine those actions together, and then you have a certain number of power cubes, then you get to transform. It's so like, it's like okay. winding up for your transformation super move and so forth and so on. And each of the characters has a different transformation sequence. 
That is that. Uh, that's sound pretty sweet. It is. You've got you've got a gauntlet that you have with your actionometer on it, which is very you know classic anime slash Pip Boy. <laughs> you know there is. Um, if anybody is an ex uh, has any experience with Fight in a Box games, you will realize there is a bazillion Easter eggs and pop cultural references over my last five plus decades. <laughs> That's okay. Pop culture references are never a bad thing. I love them. I love them so much. So getting to that, what is your favorite part of the of the game, Seppi? I I'm I'm in love with the theme. I love the world building. It is crazy good. Uh, one of the things I like about the game most is you can pick the mission based on level of mind melting or uh, like lose probability that you want because it's structured in that way. You have a tutorial mission, which is the best way to learn the game. You have a standard mission, which is sort of the medium difficulty, and you can also gauge the difficulty of that mission by setting the danger level, which is a great mechanic too. Um, and then th there's the advanced mission, uh, which is an entirely different set of, of battlegrounds. And then finally, it ends with the boss fight. And each one of these games could be a separate game. Uh, okay. Yeah, like, it, it uses some of the same core mechanics, but I obviously hate money. And so, uh, no, like, seriously, this is a big box game. I need help. Everybody help me out. Um, but uh, my favorite mission in the game is uh, the Dark Portal. Of course, all of the things... Uh, um, linked together in a campaign if you want to do that way but all the missions are sort of standalone and you can play them from one to four players but you have to play all four characters and I love that about the game I was on the fence about it but now that I like friendship would be magic in Conquest Princess if it wasn't already copyrighted you can't, you, don't go up against My Little Pony that's not, yeah. it. <laughs> that's not Okay. so kind of bouncing off of that then um, what part of the game are you most proud of as the designer and publisher Let's see. I do like the componentry. A bag builder is really exciting. The suspense that you have with the bag every time is really satisfying. And as a designer, I like something that comes down to the wire. It gives you that really dangerous feel up into the end, especially in the more difficulty missions. Uh, plus space pets. You get to have space pets. That's the, the pet rescue is the standard mission. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, can never go wrong with space pets for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think it really captures that like Voltron feel, that Power Rangers feel, in its sort of episode arc. You know, you're running around as agents in the first thing, and then you're you know driving your Gundam to the bad guy in the in the in the advanced mission, and then finally you're facing off against the boss in the boss battle mission. It's pretty sweet. Who do you think this game is for? I think this is a for-everybody game. I don't think there is enough titles that people can play with their uh, their female partners or their teenage daughters or something that says, hey, uh, let's get this to table. It is nerdy for me, but it is also something you can have. Like, all the characters have female pronouns except for Green, who's like a hive entity. They are they-them. And they only think uh, data is binary. So, like, if you are, feel like um, you, like you're lacking a game that has strong female characters in it, this could be for you. I loved Ripley. I think Ripley is my favorite. Like, Mommy Shireen. Yeah, you like, like Sigourney Weaver, uh, amazing. Um, so I always wanted to that personified in a board game. Yeah. 
It is funny, like, just to go off a little tangent there, like, I do think, you know, sci-fi really does, I, I personally think it's the best conduit for strong female characters. I don't know why, though, personally. Like, like I said, I grew up watching Aliens with Sigourney Reaver. Yeah. And I, not, not the first one. I watched the second one. I grew up watching that one. Yeah. And I was like, you know, she's not, she, she obviously kicks butt, but she's like, she's smarter than everybody. She's pretty much tougher than everybody. And like... That's, I just grew up watching that, so I never questioned it. And then with sci-fi, we got, like, the fifth element. I, I always forget her name, but, like, fifth element, the main character, and then... Lilu. Lilu, yes. Lilu, exactly. I, Princess Princess, uh, Princess Leia and Star Wars. I just think it's such a good way. And I think you're really hitting a good spot with this as far as, like, female empowerment and making making woman kick butt that's awesome so well if, if people are looking maybe the best way to say is this game is for people who are looking to have uh janeway or ripley save the universe yes and that. that is very much it. yeah like ripley goes through some serious costume changes during aliens mm -hmm. right you know yep. especially at the end she dons the 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 robot uh, armor right so good so good you, you could literally plot a conquest princess story arc against uh aliens and you would see like oh this 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 fine gentleman seppi was very much damaged by this james cameron movie <laughs> <laughs> okay well now now you seem to make the the conquest princess rpg and you'll have you'll have a winner because we can start it doing is that. in the mix we are doing oh, it hey, we, we do we do companion RPGs. It's called Fashion Hunters of the Tiara, where okay. you are out in time space trying to get items that will eventually be used by the agents in the board game. Okay, that's cool. Because fashion is power. Fashion is power. Okay, last question, Seppi. What do you want to say to our listeners, to potential backers? If there's one thing you could leave with it, what would it be? We've been doing this for 10 years because it is the most rewarding thing on a social level that I've ever done. Like, no community has embraced me like the game industry has, and nobody has made me feel more welcome than the fight fans. And so the thing I would say to everybody is thank you. Awesome. Well, Seppi, that wraps up our time here on Table Tar Torpedo. I wish you all the best for this campaign we'll make sure to share it on our socials everybody if you are able to and if anything seppi said has interest you or interest check out their game found page right it's just game found right yep check out their game found page and if it strikes your fancy consider backing it we are going to have seppi on later probably a couple months from now more near gen con on for an actual tabletop submarine episode but we wanted to get him on and get him get his game out there so we could help see succeed seppi That's... anything last thing this any last thing to say to the listeners Yes, there's an awesome uh, follower gift for the pre-launch, and the pre-launch also has uh, a comic book. We did a 32-page comic book called Princess Zero that talks about the dark history of our giant robot before the board game. It also, of course, has a voice-acted motion, motion version of the comic, because why not? Uh, and then we have a first-day backer, which is a special pet trio for people who are really interested to go all in and experience the thing so to, as a thank you to people for joining in the pre-launch fund or backing the first day we have this as a thank you seppi thank you so much for coming on, on tabletop submarine today and being on the first episode of torpedo my name is josh my name is seppi <laughs> i'm gonna need to get used to the intro but this has been the torpedo <laughs>